The demon spider black guru crawled onto Ichabod's face, brought him to the court, and made him plead his case. He said he loved his son and was starting to be hanged, and then Molly's voice saved him, and Henry's face appeared again? Yeah. This is Sleepy Hollow After Show. Let's go. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome to the Sleepy Hollow After Show for Season 4, Episode 4. What's that title? What's uh, that the title? title is that The title? People versus Ichabod Crane. Yes. That's right. I wish they called it Spider Sauce. That's my alternate <laughs> title for this episode. It's called Spider Sauce. I, I can see where that where that comes into play. So we ended so we ended last episode talking about the black goo that was totally like Venom, like so Venom that I was like, okay, yeah. it it's, it looks like Venom, but they're definitely not going to go that route. Yeah, Little they, did I know they went that way. They were definitely going to go that route. Um, this was straight up. Uh, so the black goo covers him, possesses him, brings him to a cave, and then covers him in spider silk. Yep. Which was like, okay, cool. Uh, let me preface. I am Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. I'm also on the live chat. Let me make sure the internet's working. We'll get that going. Uh, and tweet me throughout the week with your thoughts. Also go to iTunes, rate us five stars, and leave us a comment if you like the show. Or leave us a comment if you don't like the show, but just tell us why and don't have it be like, because you're stupid. Um, <laughs> joining me today is, of course, my partner in crime, the PIC himself, <laughs> Michael Young. What's up, guys? You can check me out everywhere at One Youngster, which is O-N-E-Y-O-U-N-G-S-T-A. And uh, right off the bat, this was a good episode. Yeah, it was the best best episode <laughs> of this season. They This this was, um, so far. I wish this was episode one. To but I guess we couldn't get here without one, two, and three. But this, I wish the strength of episode one was like as strong as this one. I, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I mean, and we I got some surprises in this too. So we, this one was good. We did, it was it, it was weird but good. Like yeah. that's the thing. It was like really weird because I don't know what we're supposed to think right now. Like I, honestly, as an audience, I don't know what we're supposed to think because it kind of felt like. The beginning of the season and the end of last season, it kind of felt like, hey, yeah. let's forget everything and move on with this new storyline. But then it's, but I feel like we have the wrong, we have the wrong perception of what they're going for because obviously we're not forgetting the previous storylines or anything that happened At in all. the past because yeah, they definitely dragged it up a lot in yeah, this episode. <laughs> like this was this was basically let's not forget Abby. Yeah, let's constantly bring up Abby. Let's make Abby yes. a focal point, but also not have her weirdly enough. But I then almost let's feel also like she should get Katrina. paid as much as they're re- as much as I feel like Nicole Bahari should be getting paid as much as they're referencing her. Every time they say Abby, they should she should get like a oh, no, Chick Fil A like... gift certificate or something. Or sorry, that was not what I meant. It yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, but it's not. It's not bad. I no. think I just kind of had to like look at myself in the mirror and be like, okay, this is not what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because once I big... temper my expectations to like, okay, they are going to bring up the past, even with the bad storylines. Yeah. They're going to bring up the terrible, terrible decisions they made later, before. Yeah. At least, <laughs> at least they're keeping it canon and not just glossing over it. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you ever think in uh, the court case... Uh, that Henry represented 
a lot of the OG fans at the beginning. Yes. And then that Crane represented like the studio and the producers because for a second I was like, why do I feel like they're bringing up a lot of our gripes and trying to like play it into the storyline? That was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking this entire thing. I was like, yeah. they brought back Henry to be the, the pissed off audience yeah. that's begrudgingly watching the show even though they're upset and then Ichabod is just explaining like, hey, this is what we're going for. We were uh, trying, you, guys. You, you as the audience obviously didn't realize this, but yeah. we don't really feel guilty for killing off Abby. <laughs> it's like, we don't feel guilty. She made the choice. I was like... And then Ichabod's Ooh. like, the writer. it's like slowly getting towards the writer's decision to kill Abby as Ichabod puts his head in the noose. Yeah. And then Molly's voice is like, hey, maybe if we just create another witness, they'll watch the show again. And Ichabod's like, that just might work. Hope. Hope might work. I hope the show becomes good again. They got very they got very Star Warsian with the hope. Like I was like I was like, oh, a little bit of hope. It's nothing like, you know, nothing like a new hope, if you will. So I was I was I was pretty happy with that. It's almost like the last Jedi. Mm, yes. She is the last Jedi. She's like she's the ray of the show. No, Luke Skywalker is the last Jedi. Well, I thought that Jedi could also be singular and plural. I'm thinking it, yes, that Jedi and Rey are the last It literally Jedi. says in the opening <laughs> yellow credits, it says, Luke Skywalker, comma, the last Jedi <laughs> has vanished. Yes. But now you got Rey coming in. She's going to be a, a what junior. What the fuck are we talking about right now? <laughs> Why did you have to say A New Hope? <laughs> it's my fault, guys. Look, it's, it's my fault. Catch him on Jedi Lions <laughs> yes. Sundays at 7 p.m. on Popcorn Talk Network. Oh, God man. damn it. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, DBZ King 2 says, since when did Venom start giving people hallucinations? That's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, I guess since now? I mean... You gotta expand your power sometime. Right, we're and not this... saying it's exactly Venom, guys. Come on. Come on. You have to admit, though, covering a guy in black goo and then having him surrounded by spider webs is very similar. Yes. But we're not griping on that. We're not upset by that. Because this was good. Because this was good. Okay. It's solid. So, character development. Let's rush through um, Diana Thomas's character this episode. Yes. This was the only thing that pissed me off this episode. She was up and down for me. Seriously. Yeah, it just kind of was a little bit weird because, again, going off of last week when she was upset that Ichabod didn't tell her things, and then she's pissed off that they did tell her that Molly is potentially the next witness, and yeah. now we know for sure is the next witness. Yes. Um, so much for my gripes with that. Molly is the witness. I will, I will, I will concede that point. Also, I thought it was interesting that using her from a cell phone perspective is kind of cool. Yeah, like Diana is the is the avatar for the witness, like and the just medium they, or something they, like that. They like Facetime the witness. <laughs> it's like she's here. She's like at home doing homework, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, kill that demon, please." Like, <laughs> right? She's M. Oh, yes. Right. Ah, that could work. Molly M. It works. Um, so the reason I didn't like Diana's character is because the dialogue between her and Jenny at the beginning was just a little bit yeah. forced. Like, it didn't feel like either of them believed it. Nah, it's just... It's like Diana's even wondering, like, why am I so upset right now? It's something with Thomas that I'm not... I'm just not connecting with fully yet. It's not that I don't... I don't know if it's that... I don't like her. I don't I don't think that it's that I don't like her. It's just that the what they're giving her to say, I'm just not feeling like her <laughs> character feels it. It comes off as hypocritical. Yeah. That's the issue is that when you look at this thing, you're like, okay, so 
she had two episodes where she worked with Ichabod, yeah. and they took out demons, and she saw stuff that kind of opened her mind, and she kind of accepted it because she's yeah. supposed to be the strong female type that really like isn't like it's just no holds barred. You know, she gets in there, she does it. Doesn't matter if it's demon or whatever, she's in. Um, which requires her to trust Ichabod and requires yes. her to touch Den- trust Jenny because Jenny saved all of their lives in the first in episode. In the very first episode. So I'm like, okay, so at least she's got a friendship with these people. I understand her not wanting her daughter involved, but at least treat Jenny and Ichabod cordially. Like yeah. you can tell, like if they show up to your house, you don't have to be a bitch. You can just like, look, guys, I really don't want you around my daughter. I'm not comfortable with this. I don't think that it's appropriate for you to drag my daughter into this, even if you believe that she's involved somehow. Just give me some time. Instead yeah. of just like, get away. Get away. I don't yeah. want you here. It was, Fuck you. You saved my life, but you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, the way she acted, I almost wanted them to leave her alone mm-hmm. until Molly's in danger and she has to come to them and be like, okay, guys, you were right, I was wrong, and be like, see, I told you so. But at the same time... <laughs> The thing that I disliked about the episode was also resolved at the end of the episode, where she realizes yeah. that, okay, Molly did save Ichabod's life, and she is part of this now. Yes. So we didn't drag it on for ten episodes like we would have in season yes. two or three. Thank so, you, Sleepy Hollow. Thank the negative you. side of the show, now was eliminated. Wrapped up. Yeah, now they eliminated. wrapped it up. Yeah, they wrapped so, it like, up quickly. So I'm looking at, like, okay, this is what I hate about this episode, but then it's gone. So yeah. I'm like, at the end of the episode, I'm like, okay, cool. We got conclusions. Yeah. We got at moving least, forward. We're good. At least we can kind of see her... Maybe not just throw Molly into it, but, you know, kind of slowly be like, okay, Molly, there are some things that, you know, are supernatural, things that we have always thought were fake or, you know, (coughs) and kind of slowly introduce her because she is a kid, you know, and slowly introduce her into these things and be like, hey, you know, I really don't want you to go out with these guys. But she also might need some protection at the home because I don't think you can just leave her at the home by herself when she's a witness i mean she's there's no protection well with... i think i think what what works is that she's at the home and she's trying to protect her mm-hmm. and it introduces her to the fact that the witnesses are connected yes that they can save each other so i think now that we've gotten this clarity from her we can get molly being put in danger and having to be saved by Ichabod and her not being like, no, Ichabod, I'll solve this myself, you get away. Yeah. It actually opens up her mind to the possibility that Ichabod can do something to help her daughter if something happens. Yes. Um, also, but at the same time, we have to realize that the next scenes for next episode had them trapped in a building with Molly not there, and Molly being the second witness, being outside the building, is probably going to play, play a big role in the next episode. Definitely. Um, so what I also wanted to kind of talk about was a thing that I liked. Which was the fact that, okay, the big problem I had with season three was that Ichabod and Abby were so split up. They just never really yeah. worked together, but then they did, but then it was weird. And it was always just about that. It wasn't like about the story Yeah, because they were trying to bring in... Well, she was trapped in the underworld yeah. kind of place. And it was all that. So this episode, because we're detached from the other witness... It doesn't feel so awkward when Ichabod is trapped somewhere and the other people have to get him out. Yeah. It doesn't feel like we're missing half the team when Ichabod is indisposed, which yeah. makes it better when we now have Ichabod trapped in a uh, creepy celestial court and <laughs> we have the team actually having to work together. So we get Diana working with Jenny, which was cool. And then we have the Alex and uh, what's his face? Uh, Jake. Alex and Jake working together, getting their own time where they're not being, um, their story isn't being overshadowed by Jenny. 
Yeah, Because yeah. Jenny and Diana's story is kind of lame. In fact, they're just going to a bar and doing the whole thing, getting the explosives, which yeah, is I cool. Did, I did think the Marine part could have been cut. I did. It did kind of, it just seemed, I don't know. I was just like. Semper Gumby, yo. Yeah, I just thought it could have been cut. But seeing them resolve their issue is something that I do think we needed. Um, and we got it. So I was like, I was like, you know what? I'll let that slide. Well, here here's the thing is that. You look at Jenny as somebody who can handle any situation, um, and then you look at her also in the way of like, okay, this guy's upset with her. What's she going to do? She has to resort to violence to get anything in this in this situation. Yeah. And then you look at Diana, who does things more by the book, and she does have that respect level with the people who are part of the military. So yeah, it it worked. I I didn't think it should be cut because it was showing something that Jenny is deficient in that okay, Diana okay. can pick up the slack on. All right, okay. So that's where... So it, it helps them build a better rapport between each other. Yeah, I mean, okay. it helps them build a better rapport, and it makes it makes the audience realize that Jenny's not perfect, and Diana can pick up some of the slack on Jenny's side, and right. vice versa. So it makes it look like they're more of a team. Um, going back which, to... Which will probably be needed later on. For sure. Yeah. Um, because now we're, we're probably going to get Molly and Ichabod trapped somewhere together. Um, but let's say uh, Jake and Alex, right? So now we finally give them time to develop a little bit. Yes. Which was nice. It was great. It this felt, episode shined with that. It felt super easy at the beginning. And like when I was watching the first part of the episode and they were just like, look, I found this cave desperado or whatever. I was like, The book was open to the exact page. Yeah, I... I <laughs> I was uh, actually next to my girlfriend in bed. We were watching this together, and I just... They did that, and I was like, everything is too freaking easy. Like, come on. Like, why is this just... I get that he's read every single book, but it's like, he does unless they say that he has a photographic yeah, memory... Yeah, because when, when he picked it up, the book was already open to that page. Yeah, it was just... So I was like, come on, man. But the funny thing is, um, and I say this all the time, when you like something, it lets you... It forgive allows you the, to forgive yeah, the thing. For, because I'm like, this is a good episode. And when I saw that, I was like, come on. But I was like, all right, you know. But episode one, two, and three, I was like, <sighs> like you know, I was yeah, like, it come was just on, too easy. Yeah, but, but this, this one, episode, I was just like, okay, okay, I'll let it slide. But this episode at least was like, hey, let's do this, but also have a second part of what they need to do, so it's not mm-hmm. as easy as just oh, let's look in this book. It has the cave. It even had the recipe for what to do to destroy it. But I'll let that slide because yes. they didn't just have it in the they office. They did, like, use a little cipher and stuff and found out a little... Well, gave Diana a little bit more of Jenny, uh, Jenny's a, family. another thing. Was yeah, like, I know. It, it was looks quick. like it's cipher. And Jenny's like, oh, that's just the gray sticks and blah, cipher. Speaking of that, Michael B. in the chat <laughs> says... What's up, Michael B.? Says that if Jenny and Diana were cousins, I would buy this more. What do you think about if they were maybe like some way related, kind of like maybe maybe if already if they already had previous history? Diane maybe, and who? Uh, Diane and Jenny. If no, they were cousins, please maybe don't if they make had, them related. Please. Maybe if they had like previous a previous history, ancestry. we could like you know, well maybe not ancestry. Just if they were like if they were family or something, they would have already known each other. And we could kind of like push that forward a little faster. Maybe they're they're. Uh, I guess team up maybe and they wouldn't have to like go through the growing pains of it don't makes... come to my house you're strangers type stuff Mike I'm not gonna lie if we look back on our family tree and <laughs> it's like, you and hey! me you and me are like distant sixth cousins it makes <laughs> I'd be like 
it makes the world smaller. Yeah, yeah, that's you're the right. issue I have. If that. they make Diana related to Jenny, I was just like, it just makes the world yeah. small. I will, I will give you that because that's uh, one of the things that I like in another franchise, and I will not bring that up because it's already been brought up. But I do like when we expand the galaxy. The Last Jedi. <laughs> So I do like when and you this expand. Is just Earth. This isn't even like a galaxy <laughs> yeah, talking about everybody being freaking related. <laughs> but um, uh, it's I think the the thing that this episode really shined in was the building of those characters. We got more of Jake. We got more of Alex now because Alex was more of a she was kind of a hater. She was just like pretty much hating on Jake the whole time. Now she's kind of she seems like she's kind of into it. She's kind of like you know. All right, there's some weird stuff out there, but it's kind of fun. But at least we get you the know, cloak and dagger stuff of their thought process. Yeah, where Jake's like, "Look, I was, I got a, I got a interview with the Library of Congress. I could have gone there, but because I was here reading cool stuff and not doing anything. But like, yeah, like, what do you want me to do? Like, if this stuff's not real, if this is real, like, I'm not doing anything. So now I have a chance to do something. And you think I'm going to pass it up? Like. You don't have to do it, Alex, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then she's like, you know what? This is kind of cool. I get to make stuff and steal stuff and blow stuff up. Now, something that definitely was not cool was when they were together and we got a little got a little surprise this episode. That was cool. <laughs> that was Oh, it was cool for us watching. Can, can we cue Dust in the Wind? <laughs> oh man. Talk It was cool for us. Yeah. For them I wouldn't be, I wouldn't dog them out if there was a little, if if they were a little surprised to where maybe they left something in their pants. Because. <laughs> so, we enter a scene. With I love a nice scene. little storage room where they're looking for some Chinese fireworks. Yes. To use with military grade modern day explosives, yes. HMX. Little HMX. Which sounds like a drug that all the kids are doing nowadays. And they finally find. The Chinese tubes. Yes. When the door opens. Oh. And a lone guard, lowly off of his lunch break, after just, just minding his business, a roast beef and Munster sandwich with a little bit of horseradish just for that little <laughs> flair. His daughter's in the hospital. Oh. Oh. His wife passed away three years earlier. Oh. Oh. He's had a bit of a tragic year, and you know what? That sandwich really made his day. Yeah. He hears something falling over from the room next over, and he's like, you know what? I've been a guard for 15 years. I think that I'm looking at retirement It's time that I make sure You know I'm three days from retirement mm, mm. I gotta make sure that nothing happens In my last three days here Let me just go into the room where Nothing has ever happened for the past ten years of my life Ever ever I pull out my flashlight I'm just very relaxed You know that sandwich is sitting delectably in my stomach A little itis And you know what I see that no one's here and I'm kind of happy I'm like you know what I just saw Star Wars and you know how inept guards just randomly get taken out? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I didn't want that to happen on my last three days. Oh. So I... What was that noise? I turn around. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, him. at least I'm just floating here. This is back in my mental cycle now. Yes. I'm just floating here. But I can, maybe I can, I can breathe. make it. I can breathe. You know, I'm not comfortable. But I'm floating here. There's a very nice dressed, somewhat darker skinned man here who is... Looking at me with red eyes, and I feel like he is not in a good mood, so I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> he walks in, grabs a piece of paper. Fuck it, I don't need that piece of paper anyway. You know what? I'm up I got three days left. I'm going to just sit here be fine. I'm not going to say anything. He's going to let me go. He looks at me as he walks in, and I say, 
You know, this is a fine gentleman. He's going to let me go. And as he caresses my cheek, And then left him up there. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, snap. This is the stuff that we've been asking to see from the other episodes. Like the guy that got killed on the plane, um, uh, threatening to kill the senator or whatever. This is the kind of stuff that we've been waiting to see. Like, you know, him sending his, I don't know if he's a minion or not, because I mean, he's holding his towel and his drink when he's working out. I don't know what he is, but, you know, partner or whatever. That's what this. That's the stuff we need to see. Him going around and killing people to get what he needs. I would have liked a little more instead of him like floating off in the dusk to just collapse in the dusk, so that ah. the demon can be like, ah, well, that would have been nice. But um, <laughs> so he, we don't know what he is. Uh, Michael B asks, is it a witch or a demon? We don't know. I'm thinking no that idea. he's like. I thinking. I'm thinking that he's like Beelzebub or he's some like demon from hell yeah because he is he did make a reference to what happens to dreyfus's soul when he dies Mm -hmm. being the reason why dreyfus wants to live so long and i think it's one of those things where he's like you're not fooling me i know why you want to live a long time because your soul is probably his soul is probably slated for he double hockey sticks so it'd be cool uh, if he was if he was caron okay okay the boat driver to hell in um okay okay maybe yeah dante's dante's inferno and maybe kind of just waiting around for dreyfus like kind of just like hey you know well he says i'm I'm always gonna be here i'm waiting just for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) it would be kind of interesting if dreyfus did make a deal with the devil and basically the deal was at a certain age he, he has to die and his soul is taken so then the devil's just watching it's kind of like a uh, devil went down to Georgia situation. Okay, where Dreyfus has gotten all the riches and now he's trying to cheat the devil, and the devil's just standing there watching to see what he does. And if Dreyfus can extend his age, because that would make sense if he's like the doctors say, I'll live to eighty-five. And if he's trying to extend his age past that, the devil's probably. It's kind of interesting for the devil just to be watching him and kind like, of. I wonder, can you can do you this? do this? Like yeah. that's interesting. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, you you know, if you die, you're coming to me. Yeah. So maybe that's what the collection of all these coins are for, and then also the whole thing. The world needs me. I'm like, but we need to see why. Show us more, man. Get give us the villain stuff. Like we need that. The other so, option is it's just a villain. It's just a demon. Yeah. And Dreyfus said, if you'll be my servant for the rest of my life, you can have my soul. Which, you know, 85 years in terms of a demon who's lived forever, like, that's yeah, kind of nothing. Kinda, yeah, so, it doesn't like, really take long. If you look at it that way, then it's kind of funny that the demon ha- is forced in, is in a forced servitude in exchange for his soul. So he didn't make a deal with the devil, but he made a deal with the demon. Hmm. And he's just following him around, which would be kind of cool. Because then him extending his life to live forever would mean the demon's in servitude forever, which means the demon is more likely to betray him if he's getting close to that goal. Nice. So, I mean, we have we have a few cool things going on. But anyway, the demon takes out this map that basically is an overlay of star positions is what it looked yeah. like. Um, which is the question that we got asked this episode. They literally love poster rolls like those tubes like that is <laughs> they got a lot of those like they literally <laughs> went on set for national treasure and just raped nicholas cage's closet oh, they're man. like oh my god poster tubes the, the, it does seem 
like we have seen a lot of fo- we've seen more folios in this first four episodes than I think we've seen in like all three seasons of like I yeah. think it's like one poster in like all three seasons and now in season four we've got like two or three of them so I mean it's you know what I mean hey this it's a new it's a new day it's a new day it's in DC there's a lot of posters you know people need to carry them and protect them in the in the poster tubes it's like Come on down to personal space store. You can, this is one personal space. Two. Oh, you better believe it's personal space. Three. Three. We have lots of poster tubes. Four. Oh, personal space. That's going to you, Spider Goo. You know, spider sauce can also be available. Five. Spider sauce followed by six. Oh, it's personal space. Personal again. space again. Uh, but it was it was cool to see. That, you know... That was a Rick and Morty joke, if anyone yeah. did not get that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was cool to see, um, I guess, Maybe that the writers can still... Maybe godparent. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> PBZ King in the chat. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That was a good one. Oh, man. It's... It would be cool. I think that... I, it would be cool if we started to get more of these surprises in every episode. Because it was set up like your basic, like, oh, here comes the guard, they hide, he looks around, he leaves, they go back through the tube. You think it's going to be like yeah. Kevin James, just walk in, mall cop, walks away? Yeah, m- walks in, doesn't see anything, he walks away, and they kind of go back. And then the next scene is them kind of like looking over the, the, uh, the tubes and how to hook them up and everything. But they set it up like it's a regular scene, and then all of a sudden, bam. Demon guy gets killed. He's not even looking for what they're looking for because yeah. at first I was like, "Hold up, is he looking for that thing?" And he's like, "No, I'm looking." And it's kind of cool to be like, "He's not even looking for what they're looking for." I think the funniest thing is that he immediately knew where the poster was, but he yeah. walks and he's just like, "Open all the drawers." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he straight paranormal my activity. My that whole thing would hate him. <laughs> because I leave cabinets open and my girlfriend gets pissed off. But believe me, if I had the power to just open all the drawers and cabinets in the kitchen, I would use it all the time. I'd walk into every open. room and be like, open all the cabinets. Open. Okay, He's, close. This demon was actually hired out of HGTV. Uh, cabinets open. <laughs> cabinets. Oh, there it is. You want to sell right your soul? I'll keep the cabinets closed. He's <laughs> like, oh, it's right there. No problem. He opens it up. He's like... Exactly what I need. Cool. 13, and the dude's still choking. Space. 14. We got cabinets that can be open. He's like, but it's like the guy is still in the air choking. I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, this is a cool scene I did not expect. So I was I was happy with that. Yeah. So then we also have Dreyfus talking about the 85 thing, and he basically mm-hmm. says there's an art exhibit coming to town which has the thing that they need to D- d- uh, piece another, together this yeah, puzzle. Another thing they need to steal or something like that. It was kind of funny. The other day I was talking about Sleepy Hollow to a few people and my gr- and Jackie, who used to be on the show, I was explaining ah. this season and how the villain acts. And I was explaining in a way of like, okay, he's just like Charlie Sheen and like his vocal <laughs> patterns and mannerisms. And I'm like, you know, let's just take that and move it <laughs> somewhere else. And then I'm watching with my that girlfriend. Is how he acts, though. And <laughs> that is exactly. It's, it's literally like, they say I'm going to live to 85. 85. Hand me my water bottle. I'm going to be older. Here, take my towel. I've yes. got... Look what's so, look what I've done with... 100%. How much time I've had now. 100% Dreyfus sweat. It's not that I need to live to 85. The world. The, 
needs me <laughs> to live longer. Oh, but but the thing is, show us why the world needs you. Yeah. Because what you've done is set in like this building with like Dreyfus. It's the most like like basic building. I've got a damn cave. <laughs> it's pretty. It's my own bat cave. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it, it's got lots of personal space. <laughs> a lot of personal space. But like, I I could believe it if he was doing something for the like if he was contributing to humanity. Yeah. Like if he was doing bad stuff. For, like, his own utopian future that he's thought of that would be amazing. Yeah, that we knew about. Then, But, like, as far as I know, all he is 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 murdering Asian dignitaries and businessmen and forcing a devil to do his, give him his towel after working out. I mean, maybe if he was, maybe if he was doing it for his first (laughs) empire, but... You know, I mean, who knows? Who who really knows? But Ooh, what about a djinn? I like that. Is it djinn or djinn? Whatever. I think it's djinn. It's a genie, basically. I like that, Michael B. He might be a genie who's only given him two wishes and is just hanging around. Ah. But then, like, hand me my water bottle. Is that your third wish? Is I feel like every other question would be, a, for this do you water? wish for the water bottle? No, I just want it. <laughs> no, I just, I just want it. Right, please give it to me. Thank do you. Do you wish it was... Gatorade in this water bottle? <laughs> no, I'll take what's already in there. Thank you. <laughs> Do you wish you didn't have diabetes? I wish for more wishes. It's <laughs> <laughs> the third time I've told you that. Man, I told right. you can't have that. Yeah, it's, uh, Kristen Collins in the chat says Dreyfus is kind of weird. Again, if you guys are watching live, yeah. we got 23 in the chat right now. Um, please hit that thumbs up. Yes. And uh, leave us a comment after... The video is done posting because if you leave it during the video and we don't reply to it, we won't see it because they all go poof. They go poof like a security guard. Just like a security guard that's minding his business, just trying to live his life. We're also doing the memoriam service for the the security guard, uh, February 11th at 3 p.m. Security guard one. Security guard one. His name was Frank. Ah, ah, okay. Frank. He was named after the late Sheriff Frank Irving. Ah, okay. Uh, No, not Frank Irving. Anyway. Uh, yes, also, yes. you can help us out by going to iTunes, leaving us a five-star rating, and leave us a comment. We got a new one this last week from Michael B 85 I'm assuming that's Michael B in the chat. Maybe. Thank you. Uh, says, love you guys, five stars. Um, do it in Dreyfus's voice. How's that? Uh. Great show. I'm really trying to get back into it, but so far I'm not feeling it. The bad guy is too <laughs> cartoony and Thomas. Well, I love the actress playing the role. Character is working my nerve. I'm sure you do love the actress playing the role. <laughs> like they were like, mm, just swap in another pretty girl. They're like, they're like, pretty girl. They'll never notice. Well, like, we, we have Emma Stone or Ever Watson. Um, diversity. <laughs> pretty girl. They were like, pretty we're, girl, pretty girl. We're replacing. <laughs> we're replacing Nicole Bahari. So let's make sure it's somebody like Nicole Bahari. Yeah. Uh, Janina Gavinkar? Do we have anyone pretty? To be fair, I love Janina. Like, the actress, I love her. She's great. It's just the dialogue (laughs) has been written a little weird. Um, uh, Let's go to the court. Oh, yes. A few good men. This was an episode of Sleepington Abbey. Like, this fucking courtroom was was. Sleepington Abbey. Yes, it was. And it was good. It was very good. Can we get the Downton Abbey theme song playing real quick? It's some drama theme song. Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. While we talk about the court scene, we gotta we're gonna be doing yes, Slippington <clears throat> Abbey. All right, which which one are you? Are we just gonna talk about it? I'll or? be Henry, but okay. we'll, we'll kind of talk about it okay, at the same cool. time. 
Well, I'll set it up. So basically, Ichabod gets sent to this courtroom because the demon is a spider of despair, and mm-hmm. it forces people to face their inner demons and make them feel guilty. Yes. Hence the courtroom about everything they've done, forcing them to commit suicide. Yes. And when they commit suicide, it spreads dread and completes a spell to make the entire surrounding area feel dreadful to the point of suicide. Yes. So basically, the spider captures one person and makes that person kill themselves within this illusion, which forces everyone in the surrounding area to... Yeah, because it gives that that monster power or whatever. Yeah. And the monster looked pretty cool, too. I mean, they did they did a good job of, like, keeping it... I hated when they did the green eyes, though. Yeah. That was too cheesy. Yeah. We come to a special Christmas episode of Downton Abbey. Sleeping to Abbey. <laughs> the celestial court of sons and daughters. Family members. Family members. I'm Henry Parrish. He's, he's, he's returned. Henry Parrish has returned. With the silliest of weeks. I heard... I can't do this. I'm sorry. I can't do this. I'm just going to talk normally. I, um, so, we can keep this on the background, though. <laughs> I said we can keep it in the background, Josh. God damn it. Um, it's kind of funny, because he's like... You, I heard your son was somebody who y- you didn't even know about, but what would he think Ooh. if you were in the soldiering too long? Soldiering was the word they used. He's he was like, a soldier in the well, army. I didn't even know about him. But what about Abby? She died, and two months later, you've already forgotten about her. On to your next person. Which He's is like, like, damn, that's cold. What about <laughs> Katrina? She got Katrina. killed too. What about your son? You killed him too. What about Joe Corbin? He died too. <laughs> what about all these characters that could still be alive? They died! And he's like, <coughs> they died because they gave their lives <laughs> as sacrifice. He's like, <laughs> he's like, there's nothing else we could have done. <laughs> I've heard that one before. <laughs> but there was no other. There of course, no there was way. no other way. We've heard that before. Yes, <laughs> ladies His... and gentlemen in the court. There was no other way. No other way. Look at this floating coffin I have with swirling mists, tornadoish dust inside of it. Tornadoish dust. <laughs> It's the remnants of a security guard. <laughs> security guard was killed. But okay, it, so yeah, I mean, it's just it's just going through the paces. But we got so we got two good monologues in there. You know, Henry got his his wig was silly. It was silly. Let's just say that. But his monologue was cool, and Ichabod's monologue was cool about being a soldier in the army. These are the tough decisions that we have to make, and we love these people that we have loved and lost, but we must move on because the fight does continue. Love you, Crane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was good. It was um, it was interesting how he speaks to Henry as if he's there and it's actually him. Yeah. The weird thing to me was that once he realizes it's an illusion, he goes back into the illusion kind of yeah. stance, which was... Slightly weird to me. Um, and then the spider face going over Henry's face. I was like... That was weird. Let me talk to my son real quick with the <laughs> spider face. It was it was weird for a second. Also, weird thing. Um, okay, so I didn't like it. It was too comical when they did like the hypnotizing green eyes of the spider. That was too cheesy. Because the, the thing, it, when it was moving fast and you only got a glimpse of it, that was really cool. Yeah. But then when it like showed its face up close, like, ooh, it was super <laughs> Power Rangers. It was like, oh, <laughs> send them out. Um, but here's, here's something that just made it weird for me was they go in and they shoot the spider. Yes. And then Ichabod starts bleeding inside of that thing. 
Yeah. But then they completely forget about the fact that he got shot, basically. Like, so when he's within there, he's, like, in a lot of pain, and he was bleeding, so obviously, like, the, the bullet wound would have appeared on him for him to be bleeding. True. But then he just completely glosses over the fact that he should be in excruciating pain for the rest of the episode. Plus, when they get him out of that True, spider because he silk, felt the pain for a little bit, and then he kind of just went back to... But he, he was if his body was bleeding, where was the blood after they got him out? And wouldn't he be suffering from a gunshot wound? And then, coordinating with the fire to, like, cut him out, <laughs> like, okay, he was still stuck in the illusion once the web was gone, yes. and they blew the fuck out of the spider thing. Like, they yeah, blew that... They, they blew him up. Like, why didn't Ichabod just explode? Because he was still under the spider's influence. Well, I think... <coughs> I guess because since they burned the web, I guess the web is what the, the connection is. The web was so, the nerves, you're yeah. right. So, was, so once they got rid of the connection... And they, I was expecting uh, Ichabod to kind of like snap to life, I guess yeah. you could say. Because they blew, oh, they blew him up. Oh, they did, there is not a piece of that spider left. They, yeah. He's gone. It's just, it was one of those things where I would have liked to see like a, like more of a suspense communication of, okay. we can't shoot it until they get him out of the web. Okay. Because like that could have created a more sense of urgency of like them shouting back and forth like is he out of the web yet is he out of the web yet yeah because when they blew him up I was like wait a second Won't they did they did kind of go through the motions when they got there they were like okay cool just set it just burn the webs we're gonna blow them up cool we're out but we did get a lot of development so I was just kind of like okay yeah. I did think it was kind of quick for them to kill the spider but you know I kind of I was like <coughs> it's it's understandable. I also think it's funny that they love the internet because obviously when there's anything, anytime there's a spider involved, it's kill it with fire. And they're like, <laughs> let's get a blowtorch in there. Man, that, it was, it was cool the way they, they researched it. They did bring the fire and I did think the fire was going to sort of burn Ichabod, but it didn't. We was... didn't start the fire. <laughs> no, they didn't. It was burning webs back in George Washington's. Uh, wait, that Camp? was also a cool part. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the flashback. This winter is the winter of our discontent. Uh, what was that? Uh, and now it was... is the winter of our discontent. Is a sh- Oh, it's a Shakespeare quote. Ah. Um, but they were at. Valley Forge. Yeah, Valley Forge. Valley Forge, which was, which I thought that was a kind of a funny line when, when she was like, you're telling me that the Valley Forge, one of the darkest days of the Revolutionary War, was caused <laughs> by a spider, and now Ichabod's been taken by said spider. Look, all right? It's this Venom. Is, it's, this is Sleepy Hollow. This is, these things happen. <laughs> it's like these things happen. They're this ain't weird... Sleepy Hollow. This is Washington well, yeah, DC. This is Sleepy Hollow plus <laughs> Sleepy Hollow DC. It's like Vice. Yeah, Archer it's... Vice. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like you got Law and Order, you got Law and Order SVU, you got Law and Order, I don't know, Criminal Intent or something like that. You got all these Law and Orders. This is just Sleepy Hollow DC. There's still stuff going on in regular Sleepy Hollow, I guess, or maybe it's not. Maybe regular No, Sleepy it just Hollow. cuts the highway and all the monsters are slowly walking <laughs> oh, towards yeah. DC like that. <laughs> nice and slow and they're like oh DC's just just 200 more miles I did so, like that they threw back to Joe Corbin because we had completely forgotten his name yes and he was like I a did. really cool character that they got rid of with lycanthropy but I'm like unfortunately unfortunately they got rid of him that was not a good character to get rid of yeah but I guess it freed Jenny from her relationship constraints yep and now, now she, we got Jake oh yeah 
Jake is going to get in there. He's going to throw a little smooth Mac game down. She's going to realize that opposites do attract. And Jake, he's got a little flow with him. He's got a little flow. You know, they both believe in the supernatural. He does the book stuff. She does the killing stuff. And then they come together and, you know, this is a, a nice little relationship. So we got more of Grace Dixon in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, she walked in, saw the hanging corpses and stuff, which was kind of cool. They went a little dark with it in the past. Um, and then we find out that she was the one who, like, purged the spider out with the fire and everything. Yeah. Um, and somehow got the spider from Valley Forge all the way to J Street, where it could become attached to Ichabod's shoe. Yeah. But now it's trapped in a jar, yes. and somebody's going to get some nice spider sauce one of these days with Henry Parrish. Because you get to see his face imprinted <laughs> on that goo. The the black goo. It was like a ferrofluid goo. Like it was venom. Um so what do you think is gonna happen? Uh predictions. Sorry. They didn't oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Okay. Um for me. I think we're going to, well, since I'm pretty sure you guys, all of you guys have seen the preview for the Warlock in the next episode, but I think that the biggest problem is going to be that Molly is going to be in danger at her home. Uh, Somebody in the chat did uh, reference that, you know, her cousin or her aunt watches her when she's at home alone, but trust me, her aunt cannot handle like a demon or a werewolf or something like that. You know, that aunt is toast. All right. So I think there's going to be a large worry about Molly at the house by herself. And, you know, uh, Ichabod, Diana, probably Jenny in the building. Maybe it's something where uh, Jake and Alex got to go protect the kid with their, you know, their spunky knowledge of Sleepy Hollow things. And they got to protect the kid. And then you got them in the building and Dreyfus's very basic building <laughs> it's like it's like just some random like cgi building with dreyfus on the side dreyfus why why is your building in sherman oaks well well i like laser tag so i just converted a laser tag <laughs> emporium into my building emporium the laser tag emporium yeah <laughs> so i think that the ferrofluid of henry parish has to come out somehow and get okay. attached to somebody. Um, it looks like Ichabod, Ichabod's memories and his vision of his son imbued that fluid with the personality of Henry Parrish. Okay. So I think the next person to get trapped by it is going to be possessed by Henry Parrish. Yeah. Um, thinking about who would be the best candidate for that, um, I don't know. I think maybe Jake... Or how about how about another random person? Like another, you know, maybe like a janitor in the building or something like that. The guard comes the, back. Another guard guard number two comes through and he's just like, oh, you know, I'm looking through. I'm four back days in. from retirement. <laughs> for What's only this four black days. jar of goo? I wonder if it's good on toast. Spider sauce. Yeah, and he just like maybe hears like the rattling or something. Like, yeah, a janitor would do great. Excuse me, custodian. Not custodian would be great. Something. Yeah, he's, and he hears the the bottle rattling, and he looks and he sees like a picture of it, and then like the glass breaks and it's like, ah, it's I think it's, I think it's going to be Diana. <laughs> I think oh, it's going to okay. be Diana because it'd be interesting to have his new partner be his son for a bit, and maybe we get one or two episodes of her literally okay. being Diana, 
and, and Molly then also being the one the, to yeah, the to interaction with Molly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's going to be closure with Abby. I think we're going to finally get over this hump of Abby with Molly speaking through her. Hopefully. I, on one hand, I see why they're trying to do it, but we do need to kind of move on because they want to. If you want to move on, you have to move on. Yeah, I mean, but see, seen, we also have Jenny there, so it's like it's tough because you always the, have that. We've seen the pictures of the white trees. We've seen the yes. pictures of Ichabod and Abby and stuff, and then it was Abby's words to Ichabod that Molly spoke. Yes, um, I just need to get this damn clog out of the drain with with Abby being speaking through Molly, like. How are we going to develop Molly as her own character if we're constantly just thinking that she's Abby? She's Abby, like, incarnate Abby, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So let's let's just move that forward, please. Yeah, get that done. Get that out of the way. But and then not... we can kind of, like, enjoy just a new character in Molly. And maybe, maybe, uh, maybe she'll bring, like, a, a new, like, youthful excitement about this. Maybe she... She hasn't really showed it yet, but maybe she's kind of like excited about this. Like this is kind of like a a whole new world for her. But you know, it's something like kind of new to her. It's exciting, and maybe she's kind of gung ho about it. Maybe. Yeah, I wonder what her first order of business will be. Hmm. Finding uh, the last Jedi. Ah, and then she can help the rebellion. Molly is Snoke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bring me Kylo so I can finish his training. Oh my god! Um, yes, <laughs> guys, this is actually a good episode. Honestly, yes, this like, is a good was, episode. Um, if every episode from here on out is this good, I'm back. I'm yeah, good. I would. I would probably recommend if someone hadn't watched this this season yet, I would probably recommend them start here, even though it would be kind of weird. But if they watch this episode, you do get the previously on Sleepy Hollow kind of thing. So you get that, you kind of get catch up a little bit, and then you can kind of just jump in with this episode, because the first three were tough. They just were, eh. Um, but yeah, again, thank you for watching us live if you're in the chat. Uh, shout out to, I'm going to go through and just shout these people out. Cool. Lisa Payne, Chirico, Kristen Collins, Michael Ooh, B, Ira yeah. Garris, uh, Billy Jean Girl 24, Jacob Albers, uh-huh. Uh, Ira Garris. I already said that. Oh, my bad. Um, Cell Wonk, DBZ ah. King O two. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Dorothy Banks. And we got. Uh, I already said Michael B. Uh, we had some people earlier, but I think the chat has refreshed itself, so I cannot see their names. But oh, again, yeah. thank you guys. Also, please leave comments on the videos after the video has ended. So, do you want to do a? Real sleepy. I don't. I don't. I think. Nah, not, but this is the first good episode. Okay, we can do it. You got that Downton Abbey theme still still revved up, Josh? <laughs> but this is the first good We got about four minutes left, so why not? <clears throat> On today's episode of Sleeping to Abbey, Ichabod steps in somebody's dog do who did not pick up after themselves, and it possesses him and sends him to court. Oh my god, I cannot believe that, but what I can believe is that. A one Agent Thomas has finally set aside her misgivings for Jenny Mills. Most scandalous. Scandalous. Michael Young's voice while doing this semi-reminds myself of Vincent Price. <laughs> scandalous. Most scandalous. Jake and Alex finally getting a little character development made me quite happy. They had something to do. 
We did something most scandalous. Ooh, scandalous. I heard the bartender down at the old brewery on 5th Street near J Street is selling high-quality illegal explosives for the low, low price of $100. Most scandalous. Most scandalous. <laughs> I find out that not only is Ginny Mills good at getting out of tight spots, but also Agent Thomas able to wave around her badge and just get anyone out of jail? <gasps> scandalous. Scandalous, indeed. I heard that the daughter of the post security guard that vanished without a trace, who was in the three hospital days. three days before retirement, after his wife had died three years previous, his daughter has just died. Mm. Of scandals. Of <laughs> scandalous. Your turn. You got one more. You got one more. Okay. I found that the demon that is supposed to be side by side with Dreyfus at all times was moonlighting by choking security guards? Most scandalous. Most scandalous. David Carradine status. Wow. Too soon. Wow. It's not too soon, but wow. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> I heard that somebody in the court, while prosecuting Ichabod Crane, went on to start a very successful business and start commercials on TV for one, personal space. Two, personal, personal space. space. Three, Oh, you better believe that's some personal space. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will see you next week. Yes. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Please leave a comment after the video's over and go ahead and rate us and review us on iTunes. Michael, where can we find you? You guys can find me on YouTube. Just search Nerd Soul. Or you can find me here at Blind Spot After Show. Of course, here at Sleepy Hollow After Show on Jedi Alliance at Popcorn Talk Network or online at One Youngster, which is O-N-E-Y-O-U-N-G-S-T-A. And go watch Jedi Alliance today at 7 p.m. It's uh, youtube.com slash popcorn talk network. Yes. Follow that Twitter at the popcorn talk on Twitter. Uh, I run that network. So if you guys have any questions or show ideas, shoot them over to me on Twitter. Also, shout out to Josh in the booth for, I don't know, putting us on split screen the entire show. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> it, wasn't, it was not <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Objection! The court does not have access to personal space. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.